All right, listeners. Uh, welcome back to our continuing, continuing scandal here behind the scenes of the Omnibus, where I'm uh, continuing to evaluate Phil on his failure to live up to the duties of Omnibus uh, Chief Diversity and Inclusion Equity Chief DEI Officer Diversity Inclusion. Whatever. I don't remember. Diversity, what the damn... equity, and inclusion. Yeah, whatever. All right, they keep changing the letters on us, right? Like B. <laughs> you don't have a B in your certificate. I don't. Right? I don't have Belonging. a B in my certificate. And you yeah. failed because you haven't made me feel like I belong. I haven't? What? No. You know why? Because you why? failed to watch all these movies and shows that feature, you know, are advancing the cause of representation, and you refuse to watch. You refuse to watch them. You refuse to make time. Right. Like what? For for example, Echo just came out this past week, starring deaf Native American. Uh, the character is also half Latino. I don't know if the show version is half Latino, but uh, half Latino and has a prosthetic leg. Right, three three, and you haven't watched it. You didn't even know the show existed. So I I had yeah I didn't I didn't I had no idea it came out. Three strikes. See, see, listen, listeners, our chief DEI officer, sexist. Racist and ableist. All right, three strikes. All right. Is it though? Because like I had no idea it, it existed in the first place. Well, you got you got to put in the work. All right, you got to put in the work. Right. It's like mm-hmm. me, me me. Would you say you know some some white person came up to you like hey I don't know I didn't know who Malcolm X was. Would you say it's their fault or it is their fault? fault. It is their yeah, fault. Yeah, same thing. I'm, I'm equating <laughs> Malcolm X. With a moral character, <laughs> right? Because they're very good, and mm. I really like the character because I really like Bendis's David Max run. Especially, we should probably do that at some point, like like David a David Mac book, but David especially Mac that book. like Kabuki. I really, yeah, yeah, but also I really like the Echo run where he got to do his full Kabuki right. art mm-hmm. style for Echo. That volume, um, yeah. But yeah, you know, you, you didn't know about the show, and it shows me that, again, you're sexist, racist, and ableist. And I'm sure this was a uh, able-bodied white dude, white superhero, you would have known all about it. Uh, right? is, and yeah, probably, probably not. I'm sure, you, I'm, sure you, I'm sure you knew that Kingpin was in it, but, you know, and Daredevil was in it. I did not know that. Either. I knew, like, she was going to war oh. with Kingpin. I didn't know Daredevil showed up. Oh well, a that's also the marketing. B the fact Daredevil's blind, so you're able, you're even more ableist. What's your problem? Dare- <laughs> people, huh? Daredevil is blind. See, but like I watched the original Daredevil series. I saw him in 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 She Hulk, right? So there's that. I think this is really as one of our grad professors was very fond of saying. Uh, I would say to the point of being overused to it, where it's lost all meaning. Mm. But I'm gonna borrow a term. Because uh, it may or may not have lost all meaning. Uh, so you're being really problematic. You're deeply, deeply problematic, Phil. Especially since you own a house, right? You've stolen that land that used to belong to the to the Cherokees in Georgia, right? You're gonna apologize mm-hmm. for taking their land? That should, uh, that should be that should, that should be that rightfully belongs to them. You see, so like you agree, I agree with that. Like this is this this is their land. Um, but I feel like that when they had the land taken from them, right, and then things like that, um, it just so happened that it fell into my lap. It just you know it's one of those things. 
Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, I, I shall apologize. I apologize for having a house on having a house on their former land. And uh, you All know right, what? So, I also but, deserve an okay, apology. Well, I hold on, are you gonna apologize? For, no, are you gonna get I, the are you gonna get the house? Are you gonna get the land back? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> but as I was saying, I deserve an apology from the British because you know they took my people across the across the water onto two small little islands, right? And then now it's like, oh no, like these islands can barely you know manage to sustain themselves because they're so caught up in tourism right rather than you know this rather than building sustainability of their farms right i feel like you're just passing the buck phil i think what you do is go drive over to the nearest indian reservation to the casinos right to go mm-hmm. over to the head of the casino the the, the, the cherokee casino say i feel i'm playing i'm gonna give you back my house right because your people ready the casino are clearly so impoverished and so I have so much less money than you do. <laughs> All right. Oh, um, gosh. Uh, and there's another problem. Another problem about how you failed to uh, diversify the the office here at the Omnibus Productions. Mm-hmm. Uh, very important, Phil. Uh, where, why are there no lesbians here? Huh? Why? Oh, why are there no, there's why only, are there no there's lesbians? Only, yeah, there's only, there's only one straight male and another straight yeah. for the audience productions interesting um eric i didn't i didn't want to have it come out like this but i wanted to let you know that um you are the lesbian in the office um you are attracted to women and so that in of itself makes you a lesbian so i guess I that know, also what makes does me that make, what does that make what does that make you that would also make me a lesbian as well. So we have two lesbians in the office. So you're a lesbian, but you have a wife. But your wife's married to a husband. So what does that make your wife? A lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just very disappointed, and <laughs> you know the lack of uh, lack of diversity here. You no know, queer people in our mm-hmm. two man operation. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no, I don't see enough pride flags up and around. Where's your, where's your, oh. the pride theme merchandise, right? Where's, uh, your, where's your rainbow, your, your, your tote bags you use to carry your groceries? They have a rainbow on them? No? Uh, no. We're, we're saving, we're saving those till June, just like all the other okay. corporations. All right. Well, it's just saving it till June where it matters. Okay. That's a good yeah. point. Uh, but our thing is, uh, You've watched every Gundam series except which which for Mercury, the first one, not only the first female character, but it's got you know two lesbians. Why? Huh? Suspicious. That's sus. The only That's the one Gundam series you ever watch, it's because it's, it's sorry lesbians. I mean, to be fair, I haven't seen uh, Turn A Gundam, and that has cross dressing in it, so you know <laughs> it has drag. So I haven't seen that. It either. does. It does. Like uh, the main character, he he dresses up as a girl to infiltrate a uh, a castle or something. Oh, I I have seen that. I've seen some of Turn A. I do remember that. Yeah. So I haven't seen Turn A. I haven't seen I haven't seen G Reco. Uh, I haven't seen Age, X. Okay. Okay. I fell, I fell asleep but, on Victory. Okay, but the important thing is that this one, this first one that has lesbians. All right. Mm-hmm. And, 
you didn't watch it, so I'm just gonna assume, like 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 I learned from grad school, uh, that you're really problematic, and because you're problematic, that makes you worse than a Trump supporter. See, but because you know our grad school, because you know my professor was harder on me and other people, was harder on the left leading progressives than she was on the actual Trump supporter. <laughs> oh gosh, but. Right, blind, uh, iron blooded orphans. Right, it ended with uh, a lesbian relationship. I mean, they got with what's his name, so I don't know if you were. You mean got with who? He he, he died. Kazuki. Yeah, but yeah, he, he, one of them had his kid. Yes. Uh, what's her face? Uh, 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 crap! I can't remember her name. I, I assumed it was the way I read it. It was like a polyamory type of thing. Uh yes, that's exactly what it was. And then you know they did it in the Gundam, so you gotta you gotta add that dimension to it. Right? Oh yeah, too. Like yeah, the the Gundam is the hot box. Because the box. Because <laughs> you know Barbatos, I assume it's like semi sentient. What I see from the show, so yeah. So yeah, so, I, yeah it's four way. Yeah. Anyways, problematic. Yeah, you haven't watched. So we've established you haven't watched Snowfall. Or Wu Tang because you hate black people. You don't watch that though because you hate Native American people and 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 women and disabled people. Uh, you ever watch Wish for Mercury because you hate lesbians, but you love mm-hmm. even you love mechs. I'm sure you probably <laughs> bought you bought the mech before you watched the show. Uh, actually, I don't own the aerial. Oh, even worse, right? First one piloted by a lesbian. You don't even own the mech. Yeah, no. I right. don't. But if you like, if I would say, you know what does have lesbians? This comic we're reading today. Oh gosh, that oof. I took quite uh, a beating just for that uh, opening. Well, but, okay. you know. I'm sorry, but you know, <laughs> I've been trapped in my house because it's, uh, it's like below 20, and I I lost power eight hours yesterday in Portland. You know? So it's been been a little bit of a little bit of a weekend. Uh, just, just, just stuck, nothing to do but stuck inside reading comics about lonely lesbians. Mm. Uh, so today we are reading the manga "My Lesbian Experience of Loneliness" by Nagata Kabi, published by Seven Seas. Yeah. Came out what? 2016. Uh, 2016. As you may guess by our the title that. This is a semi-autobiographic, this is an autobiographical memoir about the author, uh, lesbian experience, and being very lonely. Uh, I think this got some kind of award. I'm going to double check that. I think this might got uh, yeah. nominated for an award. I, I, mean, I think it did too. Um, like, this is, I feel like, the type of stuff that, like, people, people want from their comics, where it's, like, uh, so in-depth right with this type of experience and like the understanding and the awkwardness yes it won a it won a harvey award yeah best manga 2018 well received by critics one of whom called it a counterpoint to the yuri fantasies common to the genre made a bunch of best lists and she's got a few sequels which you're not, yeah. not we're gonna talk about that right now um anyways this is a very well-received manga. Oh, apparently it was the second best-selling comic of its week. The week it came out oh. right after Bitch Planet Volume 2. Oh, wow. Look at that. Yeah. Um, 
and we're going to talk about it as two straight heterosexual <laughs> men <laughs> in their 30s. So, you know, just going to throw it out there. If people want to use that to discount our opinions, I guess you could do that. But I would argue that makes you uh, kind of dumb. Like our right. professor, like called calls us calls calls me proper bag, but it's nice to be a Trump supporter. Um, so first first impressions, uh, Phil. How did you how did you feel about this book? Which I know this is totally the type of book you read all the time up your alley. Oh yeah, no, as as as, as, as it is with me, just, just going out there reading memoirs by by lesbian lesbian yeah. memoirs all the time. Right. Uh, so first impression was that this was, poof, man, this was, this was completely outside of what I would normally read. That was first and foremost. Um, second was the art style that she's gone with. Um, this is like very unusual for, uh, like a manga, if you will, uh, simply because it doesn't have as much detail or like, you know, the trappings of, uh, screen tones, things like that. It was just a very down-to-earth... This felt more like a diary, if you will. That's that's what I should say. It felt more like a diary. I was going to say that in terms of its visual style, it has a little more in common with like what you would see in Western alternative comics. How yeah. stripped down it is. It's very simple cartooning. Although I did notice there are a few panels when she's kind of happier with herself that it does turn into like the more anime manga style we're used to seeing. Right. If it's if it's more like realistic figures and big anime eyes. <laughs> um, I liked it. It was not in some ways it was exactly what I was expecting and in some ways it wasn't. Right. Uh, you know me. I've read a lot of memoirs. I'm pretty harsh on a lot of them because a lot of them or kind of just talking. We've talked about this before in previous episodes. We talked about memoirs. They just, at their worst, they're very masturbatory, uh, literal, literally and metaphorically. That you know, they're true. just like reveling in self pity, talking about themselves in, in a way that comes off very narcissistic. I feel like we need so, to do American Splendor one of these days. God, I just I tell I tell it. It's just so boring. It is really boring. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Oh so the thing that that the thing that I and this this has very much it has a lot of the same things we talked about with the last memoir we read, um, "Lonely at the Center of the Earth" by Zoe yes. Thurgood. It's dealing with the author's like severe anxiety, you know, very very severe mental health issues. Just a lot of like, I suck. I'm a terrible person. I'm the worst person in the world. Mm-hmm. Um. And like difficulty with human contact, the the a the sincerity of the comic I think helped me put it over. Like it, it's like this was sincere enough about being like super self pity. Like I like I've seen a lot of diary comics and memoirs. Um, like I think you know you feel sorry for her, but it feels much more genuine than like you know like Craig Thompson. Like okay, oh you're this woman broke your heart, big one, you know. Right, or you and your brother having a pee fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the art style goes a long way to how uh, I like it's a two-tone coloring, yeah. which is, I have not seen a manga like that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if no. you've read. Yeah, manga is usually black and white, right? Just for yeah. cost reasons. 
It has to be, it's normal, like, if it's something like this, it would have to be either a, a doujinshi, which is, like, a fan comic. Um, those are, yes, like, comics just reference, people... just reference, the fact that she originally published it online, and mm-hmm. then it got later published in Japan as a single volume, I think that had a lot to do with it, which makes a lot more sense that this was, the, the fact that this was originally for the digital format on mm. Pix, Pixie, I've, I've never heard of it. Yeah, Pixie oh, is Jap- a art Japanese platform. site. That makes more sense. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, the fact that this this a lot of this a lot of this took place in 2010s, you know, that wasn't a really good decade for me. So I, I try to forget most of the 2010s. <laughs> yeah, because what is this? this? Is 20 2015 right? Yeah, 2015. Uh, I think it was a little bit earlier. The bonus chapter is in 2015. This is like uh, but that's what literally like starting off the the. What's it called? The start of the beginning of the chapter. It says it's June 2015, middle of the day, and I'm face to face with a woman. Oh, okay, all right. Well, yeah. I don't pay attention to like like location markers. All right, <laughs> all right. Anyways, so the the let's do the quick synopsis. Uh, so it's about the author Kami Nagata. Uh, like I said, talking about her mental health, her coming of age experience, realizing she's a lesbian. And it opens with her. I think the opening is a good way to start. Uh, for at least for memoirs I've seen, it, it just goes, it cuts right to the hook, right? Which is yeah. she is with a she calls a lesbian escort, which <laughs> I didn't know those existed. Maybe it's a Japan only thing, right? A lesbian escort agency, and it's just like in a hotel about to have sex with her, and it kind of goes and then like goes back to the beginning of like her stories of like. She's struggling to keep her job because she has these severe mental health issues, right? She's, you know, dealing with the pressures of her parent society. She's just, like, struggling to keep job after job. Eventually, mm-hmm. she realizes, I'll try doing manga because, you know, people are... Which is a sequence I thought was, like, very Japanese that I don't think it ever <laughs> happened here. The people who are interviewing her are, like, being encouraging. They're like, well, you talk... Are you Like, they're not just, like, grilling... This this worker to see if they want to hire to like actually seem to care about her as a human being. Right. She's like, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> like it was it was very nice because they were like, hey, like what are you interested in? I'm interested in manga, and it gives the reason. Wow, the light in your eyes like really shows you care about manga. Like you should go try it. You should go try that. And it's like, huh? Yeah, I've like, never had I've never had anyone in all the time in my entire adult life. You know, in my work as a working adult, I've never had an interviewer care about me like that. Yeah, no, neither neither have I actually. Yeah, I feel like that's why it's a Japan only thing. I think that's also partly why I like. I was, I kind of did end up liking the story despite it hitting a lot of the same notes. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it said Japan, and there's a lot of exposure to Japanese culture, I think I guess that made it more interesting to me than reading. If I were to read this about some, you know. 20 year old white, 20 year old American white girl like I would be <laughs> a little less sympathetic um, mm. but I think you you understand then that the pressures of of expectations and mental health that is actually much more uh, stronger over in J- Japanese culture right right they're really strong in the social expectations and they're a lot less open about mental health. Asian cultures in general, but especially Japan, as I understand, they're a lot less open about mental health than we are here. Yeah. 
because I think what was it? It's supposed to be the idea of like you know the out your outward face versus your inward face. Yeah, right? your public your public persona versus your your personal persona, your private persona. Right. And it's just like there there's a lot of emphasis on that. Um, and yeah, so she eventually she does meet manga, and then there's not a lot of plot to speak of. You know, it's just like her dealing with her struggles and. Eventually, she'll like she signs up for a lesbian escort service because she's never age realizing she's a lesbian because she has these mm. funny things about like oh yeah she's like kind of attractive when her like her mom hugged her as someone has a cut it's like does that mean I'm really attracted to my mom as a child like no it's because she's attracted to women mm. uh, and then also the fact that like you know someone who's just avoids human contact what's to have the most intimate experience possible right right you know having sex with someone and go through that experience of like with the lesbian escort which is like man this is i don't know maybe it's a japan thing maybe it's just his agency but this is like the most polite almost wholesome (laughs) experience i've ever read about work about sex work you know, yeah, you know, it's interesting because, like, w- immediately when she, like, looked up the escort service, I was like, huh, I said, that's that's easy. Like, I, I've never heard of anything like that back in the States other than, like, Backpage, which I think got shut down several years ago. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> are, you, are you, you know, you're in, are you, you're in Nevada and you head up, you know, the Bunny Ranch or one of those places where prostitution is legal. Right. And so, like, so going from that and then, like, seeing the transition was was interesting because um, when looking at the, when looking at the book, right, like my experience with lon- my lesbian experience with loneliness, you think like it would focus mostly on like her coming out story, if you will. But the coming out story was just like the cru- was like the crux to everything else, because we had to understand her mental state where she was at in life, what's going on, um, before it all led into her, I guess, awakening, her discovery, if you will, um, when she had to move back home and start to realize, you know, she's trying to live for the uh, expectations and adorations of her parents and grandmother, um, trying to get, you know, the salary salary job and whatnot. Um and I think even the most interesting part that I mean, well, one of the most interesting parts I found was the uh, experiences of like she just wanted to be hugged and she got a job as a mascot, which I mean, kids would run up and hug her. But it wasn't the same feeling that she wanted, because even though she wanted human contact, it wasn't the human contact that she wanted. Yeah, because, you know, that job is awful. Just kids pulling on you and tagging you just because you dressed like a giant bear. Yeah, or so. whatever, whatever, whatever she was, uh, some sort of mascot. Yeah, so it was. It, it, I think for me, it avoided a lot of the usual cliches about like maybe because like so many similar memoirs about just like so so versed in like Western LGBT culture and all that mm-hmm. stuff, right? And like it's totally different being this like isolated teeny young woman in Japan. Um, and wasn't really focused on that too much. It was mostly about her mental health struggles and doing a job and whatnot, which I right. realized it was kind of refreshing because, like, you know, I mean, like, after you do Fun Home and Dykes to Watch Out For, how can you how can you write a, like, a lesbian book that tops that? 
Boom. That's true. I'm going to get canceled after this thing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about the visuals, which is, for me, I think, where the book really shines. Yeah. Um, so, Phil, since you've read more manga than I have, I'm going to let you t- uh, assume you're more familiar. And, and, in what ways is it very different from how you would see from a typical manga? Oh, that's that's a very good question, Eric. So the first things first is the type of uh, line that is being used, right? Because like when looking at manga, um, they tend to have a much tighter line um, in focusing on like the character, while the background is a much uh, a thinner line uh, to give more emphasis to the character in the foreground, if you will, or just on the overall page. But here, uh, everything feels very familiar. I mean, everything has like similar line weights. I mean, there are parts where the line weights are able to, you know, uh, expand more than the others. But overall, it's it's a bit messy. Like the line is shaky. There's no uh, flow, nice flow to it. Um, that was the first thing that I noticed. Um, Would you say it's intentionally messy, though? Uh, I feel, yes, I'd say it's intentionally messy, but I feel like even saying messy is the wrong word for it, uh, simply because, like, it's still nice, clean, neat, legible, it's just that some of it is not as perfect as what you would see in your, you know, your Shonen Jump, or your Shonen Magazine, or your Shonen Sunday, um, your Good Afternoon, you know, stuff like that, um, so that was like first and foremost and then the next thing too is the lack of background so like to be completely fair manga is not known for its use of backgrounds um but when they do use backgrounds like the backgrounds are pretty spectacular right because they are either uh photo reference that have been redrawn and then added shade uh shades on it in order to make it stand out or it's literally just a, a photo turned black and white and put in place. Um, but oh, here, yeah, the, million, or, or the creator has a million assistants doing the backgrounds for him. Exactly, but here, like it's it's uh, it's a very nice touch to see uh, hand drawn hand drawn backgrounds. And not only are the backgrounds hand drawn, but they're also slightly imperfect as well. Like they have little slants uh, to the lines. Sometimes the lines uh, double lap over each other um it's it's pretty interesting to say the least you know and then of course last but not least the use of color right we have this uh pink color that's used in here uh again dual tone is not a uh thing that is used in manga per se this is probably i think the first time i've ever seen it like this but thinking about it i think this was changed to pink because i would assume this was originally gray since it was all done digitally but in order to keep with the theme of the the you know the pink cover of the book they probably changed it to pink in order to match with that that's my that's 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 me taking a shot in the dark uh maybe i i think they would have maybe they would have credited that i don't know i feel like it works so well with the pink um or maybe that was like when it got published in Japan, they added the pink mm. in. Mm. But yeah, um, I think like the 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 style of it, uh, it looks it, it's so much more cartoony than like even what you would see in a lot of manga because this 
even at its most cartoonish to some extent they are, are aiming for realism at least with the backgrounds but the right. way it's drawn with like it does resemble like i mentioned earlier more like uh an alternative comic here because it's, it does it's much, it's much more caricature it's much more uh uh cartoonish um and there's a lot, and it kind of works more with the tone of the story, because so much of these visuals are are not literal. They're um, like a visual metaphor for her feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, like on example, uh, page seventy, go to page seventy, where she has to uh, fight her bald spot. Excuse me, she has to fight her bald spot, and she's going, and she's dressed in like you know uh, fantasy armor with a giant sword attacking. Uh, a stone lettering of bald spot. Like I thought that was, I thought that was pretty cool. Right, and there's a lot of that in this comic. There's a specific word for that. I think Scott McCloud talks about that kind of comic transition. I forgot what it was, but like it's metaphoric. Even the previous one, right on page sixty nine, mm-hmm. it's like I was just getting these results because I was trying, and it's her chasing her heart on like a fish hook, and I had that unreal. There's just like tons of these little visual metaphors to to describe her internal feelings, which I think is a really good way to make this story visual. Because otherwise, this type of story isn't very visual. You know, like 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 the manga. You know, you or I are used to reading. They're like samurai sword fights or chainsaw man with like demented hack and slash. Demented hack and slash. Yeah. But this story is very internal. It's very introspective. It's just this woman's anxiety there's not a lot to you know actual there's not a lot to literally draw other than just her being in a room you know being anxiety having anxiety mm-hmm. um which is really good she, she has these stylistic flares of like all these the backgrounds see what a lot of the backgrounds are are just like ways that signify her anxiety or nervousness or there are a lot of um cross hatching the show anxiety or she's feeling moody or down or mm-hmm. you know page 38 there's a bunch of word balloons in the background salaried employee repeating just to emphasize her emotion so this is what i really like i haven't seen a ton of like memoir alternative comics like this uh it's just like they're using a lot of the visuals to signify a uh, tone mm-hmm. for each uh, tone and mood, right? And and for anxiety and whatnot. I mean, Zoe Thorogood did this, but in like a much more chaotic. It felt way more chaotic, right? Oh yeah, because she, you know, right. she had like suicidal ideation and whatnot. Art style was like constantly changing. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the colors, right? Let's like pink. That's a very interesting choice because, like I said, it's two tone. It's just literally pink, and then white and gray, and blacks. So, I mean, there's the obvious, like, pink is she's a woman. It's very feminine. We associate with feminine color. Lesbian, we associate it with being gay. Um, what, why, what else do you, why else do you think pink? What, what, what do you think it was the thinking behind this, this color choice? I mean, I would honestly say it's also, like... Hey, for, well, well, first of all, what type of pink is it? Would you say it's a cool pink? Is it a hot pink? Like, oh, like this Barbie is pink? A, this is, like, a cool pink. Not, no, no, not Barbie pink. Barbie pink uh, can burn <laughs> the burn the eyebrows off your face. That's how hot that pink is. Um, but, no, this is a much more cooler pink. Like, there's hints of gray. There's, like, this gray behind it. Um, that's what how we're able to get this color. 
Um, but I also think that with this pink as well, like I feel like it's uh, it's the opposite of her. Like she doesn't come off as like your typical like feminine um, woman. Like she says it herself, but she wouldn't necessarily call herself masculine as well. Um, she dresses in masculine clothes and doesn't really like do the things that would be considered feminine until like yeah, she really but, starts to take but, care of herself. Yeah, but like yeah, she she definitely is like the way she's drawn too is just like loose fitting clothes that don't really emphasize her figure at all. Right. Uh, you would definitely not this character, the character Kami Nagata. You definitely would not associate pink with her, other than the fact that she's a girl. But like, definitely yeah. it's not the type of girl you would think be into pink, right? Really bubbly and like Barbie, you know, bubbly and ultra <laughs> girly and feminine. That's not really perky, perky and confident. Definitely, perky, definitely not uh, her. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, definitely not perky and confident. So I think that was that was the the interesting thing as well. Uh, so I think let's go ahead and talk about like the the climax, haha, of the book, which is <laughs> which is the you know her um, her encounter with the uh, lesbian uh, escort, right? And Eric, what were you, what were your thoughts about that in terms of the storytelling that was being played out here? I think I like the additional contrast, which is like in the beginning, right? That's like a that's like a hook, right? To sell, if you were to like sell this book to anyone, right? This is mm-hmm. like all oh, the authors, authors hooking up with a lesbian escort agency, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is that sentence alone sells a book, and you right. expect it in the beginning to be like you know ultra sexy, hot. And she says it herself, like I thought it's gonna be like a notion, like the notions I read, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Just, you know, just like, oh, man, it's going to be hot, heavy in the bedroom. And then the beginning, this supposedly, like, super sexy situation is just contrasting with how nervous she is. She's got, mm-hmm. like, cuts on her arms because she engaged in self-harm. She's, it's not, not sexy at all. It's not erotic whatsoever. No, <laughs> and, not, not right, at all. It's undercut by her own anxiety. And then when she finally meets this person, and it's kind of built up to be this really big event that she's been you know, yourself up for getting ready for. Mm-hmm. And it's just like kind of very ordinary for this escort lady. It's just, like I said, it's so wholesome. It's like, if you didn't know she was paying for it, you would think like they were just going on a date or something. And it's like, <laughs> uh, oh yeah, let's meet up. You know, oh, how you doing? And the thing that caught me off guard was like the escort was apparently like, super sweet. It was a really nice girl. It's just like, oh, it's your first time. What an honor. It is kind of diffusing the <laughs> diffusing the anxiety of of the author. It's like I've never done this before, and the awkwardness and the stigma. Right, being a virgin at her age. Right, but it's like, and I don't know. Who knows? Maybe that's just maybe that's just like the escort being the escort saying whatever they want to hear. Like we're trained to think with, right. with sex workers and prostitutes, but maybe right. it's a Japan thing. It's like it actually seems genuinely polite. <laughs> she seems very sincere about that. Hmm. No, I was going to say that the, um, uh, uh, crap. Oh, no. Brain, what are you doing? Oh, no. Yes. Okay. So when it comes to, I guess, like, let's say, quote unquote, prostitution or, well, let's just say sex workers, right? When it comes to sex workers, there is a type of idea that comes to mind, right? 
Um, for me personally, I think of like a Tarantino film and like, you know, they are hard witty, you know, chain smoking and like they're willing to cut your face in like that's that's what i think of when i think of a sex worker like they're straight out of a tarantino film so to be able like to Sin read City, this, like yeah those, like, like those prostitutes yeah exactly like they're, they're they're gonna cut your face off you know or you know they're gonna eat your food hit you with a buck 50 um uh, but instead this is like the exact opposite of that so it was like ah this is this is refreshing <laughs> oh, yeah that's, that's a good way to that's a good way to sum up like my reading. Like this is very refreshing. How it's very different from what you expect it's going to be. And it's like it's like yeah, it's just wholesome, right? It's just they're bathing, right? It's like look at a little a little yuri, but you know it's nothing too untoward. And then they start getting it on, mm-hmm. and it's like kind of drawn the way the way it's drawn with the way it's framed and whatnot. It's a little playing up that more erotic angle, and the way she draws herself, like she draws herself extra. <laughs> extra anime, extra manga, not her like loose cartoony style. Right. And, like she has more realistic proportion faces. She's got the big anime eyes. Uh, and then it's like really undercut by just her incredible anxiety and being freaking out about uh, her anxiety about human contact. Like she has this really funny visual metaphor. She's got like the two, the scale, right? On one end, it says anxiety about human contact, and the other, and the other end says sexual pleasure. And then mm-hmm. the anxiety about human contact weighs down the other one so much. <laughs> it's like, even though she's like getting fingered. There we go. That fish explicit, not for children, what I just said. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just that she's getting fingered instead of being turned on, it's just like freaking her out because her anxiety about human contact. Mm-hmm. And it reads a lot more like kind of what you would read more of like awkward, like coming of age teen stuff of like the first time they had sex it's which is just way more awkward right, right. as opposed to the way it's built up in like media and fiction um it was it was i don't know it was actually pretty funny it's it's really funny compared to this to i had a, i had another memoir i never read it i think i gave it away i think i don't even want to read it there's a book called um, spent by an author named joe matt it's his memoir it's a memoir all about him like hooking up with prostitutes Oh, I can wow. tell you, it's not it's not as wholesome as this. <laughs> oh yeah. gosh! Uh, it was a uh, it was it was and it's just like kind of and then you read the 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 conclusion. That's the part where it kind of really took me off guard. And she and this where it gets she's talking about her writing the memoir. She's putting it online. The agency finds out about it as she's freaking out, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're flattered. We're really really flattered." And they actually help promote it. And then when she goes into the bonus chapter, she goes back again, like a year or two later. And then like she gets another escort, and it's like, "Did you hear anything about me?" It's like, "No." Like, why would I? And then she's like, "Oh wait, you're the you're the one who wrote the manga about us." Oh yeah. I think. The also the thing about this type of story would only work, it only works as well does because she's a lesbian as mocking of other women, right? If it mm. was about like like I just mentioned Joe Matt and Spent, it would just come off as like pretty sleazy instead. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> you said Joe like, Matt. Okay, this is completely Joe different Matt. from what I'm from, from what I'm seeing. Okay, because I saw another. Is this a graphic novel? It's called Spent, and it's about a small-town yeah. girl 
who leaves her family to no wait uh, maybe it's maybe something else peep show instead uh, oh joe man oh joe man passed away yeah let's see joe Just passed away last september Matt. oh man damn oh yeah see joe matt spent okay so i was looking at the wrong thing then uh, you know, here we go. It's Peep Show. That's what it's about. It's a, it's, it's the same similar type of story. Is inadequate social skills, but also talking about his porn addiction, which is mm-hmm. not is not a thing in this book, and his cantankerous, sometimes physically abusive relationship with his then girlfriend Trish. Oh. oh, yeah. He he came out of that era of like Harvey Picard and R. Crumb, kind of yeah, yeah like that that era. Uh, okay. Oh wow. Right yeah. He, oh, he died working at his drawing desk at the age of sixty. Mm. Oh wow, that's I think that's how Kirby died too. Yep, that's uh, that's why you gotta be like him, Phil. You gotta be like that. Draw, draw a page a day. Live, oh, live, live fast, not young. But you go out <laughs> like a like a flame, not like a whimper. Oh gosh. Anyways. Back to the story about lesbians. Um, yeah, I was I was surprised how much I liked it. Um, I don't know, like like this is type. It has all the hallmarks of like stuff I'm really tired about in memoirs, like awkward anxiety girl, mm-hmm. you know, sexuality coming of age. But you know, it was it was it had a certain charm to it. Um, I mean, the thing I was kind of I it did get kind of self a little too much a little piece of peeping in the beginning like i have so much anxiety i'm so terrible i'm so shit and yeah. it, it, it's it's the same issue like we talk about with the zoe thurgood book like we get it you know it's going in circles a little bit like you you made your point let's do something a little bit different um which i get you know she's she was like 28 when she did that it's, it's that type of writing that someone in their 20s in their does 20s. yeah yeah it's like like just just going in circles around like how awful you are and then you make a memoir and everyone praises you with that but uh you know it's it has a certain candid a candor to it that i really like and that's i think that's why a lot of people got so much praise and it's very very honest uh very honest with itself in a way that I don't know. I, I just really appreciate it. I found it really charming in a way that's not narcissistic. I think that's what I think that's what I why I like it so much. Like all these other memoirs I've read, and mm. more than a few memoirs I personally met are just kind of very narcissistic. They have this like persona of like, oh, I have imposter syndrome, I have anxiety, but it's so fucking fake. It's so performative. It's like their narcissism is a way for masking their insecurities. Yeah. And like this person is just like, no, I'm just terrible. I'm just terrible all the time. <laughs> and just learn to get confident, but we have it. You know, it's, it's, and it's, you know, it is relatable yeah. to a certain extent. Yeah. Because it's like, it's not like self indulgent, uh, terrible, uh, narcissist. Well, I guess it's not self indulgent. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's like uh, there's there's there are times where a lot of these books get a little too introspective. It's a lot like, um, you know, we're just counting, you know, what's that word? Like navel gazing, right? Just a lot of yeah. navel gazing, just like a lot of like how many, how many you know atoms fit on a pin, 
pinhead that type mm-hmm. of thing. It just feels mm-hmm. so. It, it sounds it goes on deeper than it actually really is. Mm. Um, it was like that. It was like some comic we read in grad school. That's a lot like that. Sick. You remember that comic? I do not remember sick. It was like a guy he had like cancer or something like that. He was like really sick. We had to read it in the first semester. I remember not liking it. Oh god. I mean, we've read so many books. I it's. And if if it's a book I did yeah. not like, then but, I, I, I don't remember it. What were you saying? Yeah, this is this is yeah, this was relatable. Yeah, this was. Oh, yeah. uh, get it from me. Get it from it your was, local it, library. Go read it. Learn about lesbians. Learn about depression. Learn about <laughs> depressed lesbians. Yeah, better than learning about lesbians on the internet or the streets. Wait. Yes, or on the streets, you know. Like I hear, I hear. If you look a lesbian in the eyes on the streets, they they steal your soul. Or am I confusing that with the banshee? Uh, I'm not gonna touch that with my technical. <laughs> I am gonna. Re- I'm really gonna reevaluate your position as uh, chief DEI officer. Oh gosh. I think I might. It might be time for a demotion, though. A demotion? Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Maybe you'd be assistant chief DEI, assistant to the to the DEI officer. The DEI officer. So wait, so yeah. who would take my place? I don't know. I'll figure it out. Maybe I'll hire a lesbian. Yeah. You know. mm. Go back full circle, right? <laughs> Anyways, I'm Eric Wong. I'm Phil Fleming, and uh, I guess we are charmed. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I'm assuming you're talking about the original, not the new one. Yes, the original. Wait, there's a new one?